I have to say, Sally, that uh, I knew of Patrick's passing from you. Um, the, the news went around the globe, literally, and, um, and it came to Australia via LA, which is a way of uh, explaining uh, Patrick's uh, extraordinary connection with the local community and extraordinary disconnection with the local academic community. <laughs> Um, it's, it's difficult to add to what's already been said about Patrick. Uh, I'll just say a few things by way of my own recollections of him. I met him first in Australia at a conference, actually where I met Hassan for the first time too, at Canberra, at ANU. It was a conference on uh, Edward Said. And uh, he, he wasn't giving a paper, I think he was just there. And I, and I just remember, if you've met him, you'll know this right away, being struck by this package of energy and vitality and charisma and happiness and joy in this kind of overwhelming, bubbling kind of way. It was kind of, it was sort of, it wasn't like anybody else there. I mean, as Hassan is saying, it was sort of, it was a very much an, an unacademic mode. And that was the first thing that made me appreciate him was his, his capacity to be extra or non or even anti in some ways academic, despite his incredibly high standard of academic and scholarly and intellectual brilliance. Uh, but then I met him several, many of other times. I met him a few more times in Australia and different places. I met him in England. I met him in London a few times. I met him here in, in, in LA a few times. Uh, and I met him in Ireland. And the, the, the occasion in Ireland was, I think it was special to him because he has a very strong set of connections to Ireland and both personally and politically and intellectually and uh, academically as well. And I remember the, when I flew to Ireland, it was he had organized a conference on settler colonialism <coughs> at, at, at Galway. This is maybe 2006, I think, 2005, 2007. Famous conference. Okay, that's the one. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, got, I was in London before, and I flew from London to Shannon, and and got to this arrivals hall, and there was, there was nobody there. I, Patrick said he was going to meet me, and I remember. With the, you know, the bags came off and everybody had come and everybody had gone and I was literally the only person left in the airport and I was sort of, where's Patrick? The thing about Patrick is he never had a phone so there was no way to communicate with Patrick so I had to wait. I waited a long, I don't remember how long it was, it was a very, very long time and I was sort of fuming at Patrick, where are you? I'm going to kill you. Oh, Patrick, what's going on? And then suddenly Patrick was there and I remember him, it's like his entrances had this kind of magic energy because suddenly all my, where have you been for the past, you know? It all just evaporated instantly in, in this burst of... I seem to remember that he had a bottle of wine under each arm, but that could be something I added in my head, I don't know. But the point is he had this incredible kind of energy to him that, that was just astonishing. And he also had an incredible capacity to be able to communicate to different kinds of people, as we're hearing also, in different kinds of ways. I remember over the years, he, as my children were growing, he had many conversations with my kids that I saw, and he had an incredible way of talking to children and really, really engaging with them. And I don't want to say a child, it's not, that it's not that it's at a childish level, but it's at a way to, to find a bridge to talk to a child about the future. And um, I remember one conversation in particular that he had with my son. This is many years ago, my son, then, he's now 16, but then he must have been, I don't know, eight or nine, maybe, maybe 10. Uh, and Patrick, and we were talking about you know, the difficulty of being an Arab in America and being a Palestinian in America, etc. And this is in LA. And, and my son always loves these conversations. He sort of listens to what's going on. And, and Patrick was there. And, and then he turned, 
and Patrick turned to my son, and he had this, this one of these moments of kind of wisdom to him. He said, you know, you're going to be in this situation. You're going to find yourself as a boy growing into a man in the situation of being much younger than many, many other people who are not going to know the truth, and you're going to know it as somebody who's much younger than everybody else around you. And that's going to make you feel strange. And I thought it was actually a brilliant way of capturing what it means to grow up under these kinds of circumstances, conveyed by an adult, a brilliant intellectual, to a young child, but in a way that's both sympathetic and understanding and sort of prophetic in a certain kind of way. Um, the last thing I want to say about Patrick is his incredible, I've already touched on it, but his energy. His energy was just, was just like a force of nature. It was really irrepressible in all kinds of ways. A couple of stories. Uh, once uh, Hassan and I were, I think we were in Melbourne, and we were going to, we were just like, I think it was the Melbourne Festival of Ideas, I think, a few years ago. And then we were going to go, Hassan and I had a thing to go from Melbourne, we were going to talk together in Sydney also. And Patrick had, of course, was in Melbourne, and he wanted to come to Sydney. It was on the spur of, totally on the spur of the moment. He decided he was going to arrange a drive. He was going to drive up from Melbourne to Sydney overnight. So we, we had, this conversation was in the evening, and we were speaking the next morning in Sydney. And he, he, couldn't, he couldn't get a, t a plane ticket. So, and it's like a, I don't know, it's like a six-hour drive. It's a serious drive. And he just spontaneously got in the car with a friend, and they drove all night to be with us in Sydney the next morning, which I thought was kind of an astonishing thing. Ten hours. Ten hours. That was an incredible thing to drive through the night to partake in this sort of intellectual and political kind of comradeship and solidarity, which is just, uh, it just speaks to Patrick and his, as I said, his irrepressible energy. And, and there's something in that energy that, that uh, that is impossible to replicate. And, and, and as I said, it just goes in all kinds of directions at once and bubbles up intellectually. And, and, and all we can do is kind of try to emulate it in whatever way we can. Thank you. Sir.